Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing, pressing on through Colossians. We're in the second chapter. And, you know, every time I think I'm going to buy it off a little bigger piece than we actually take. And so that's good, though, because this stuff, folks, you just need to spend time in this. The first, second chapter of Colossians, reading it over and over, listening to it on your Bible apps and things like that. We've gone up through the uh, 19th verse, but I want to back up to verse 16 again to set the context. Remember, you know, when you review something like this, this is at the heart of learning. So here's verse 16. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Verse 18, let no one keep defrauding you of your prize. So someone was defrauding them, okay? Someone was telling them lies. And he told them they got a responsibility. Earlier in verse 8, he said, see to it that no one takes you captive. Remember that? So now he's saying, let no one keep defrauding you. So it's the same idea. <coughs> see to it that no one defrauds you. And then he tells you uh, how they're doing it. By delighting in self-abasement and the worship of the angels, taking his stand on visions he has seen, inflated without cause by his fleshly mind, and not holding to the head from whom the entire body being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments grows with a growth which is from God. So we see here the, that real church growth is the growth that comes from God. It's the growth that comes about when we're holding fast to the head, holding fast to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've covered all that in previous episodes. So if you didn't hear it, go back, catch the last two or three. Now verse 20. If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why, as if you are living in the world, do you submit to decrees such as do not handle, do not taste, do not touch? So look what he's saying. If you've died with Christ, and if you're a true believer, if you repented and confessed and called upon the name of the Lord, been baptized for the remission of your sins, all that the Scripture says, if this is true of your life, of these, then why in the world are you doing this? If you're dead with Christ to the elementary principles, to the sin of the world, then why are you living like this? Why are you submitting yourself to decrees? And it's sort of funny. Verse 21 is uh, all standing by itself, just this decree. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. <laughs> you know, I never thought about this, but that might be a... Uh, you could put that as a Bible verse over a bakery, right? Colossians 2, 21. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. <laughs> but what they were doing was they were submitting themselves to these decrees. Well, where were these decrees coming from? Well, that's what we spoke about earlier. And uh, this whole Gnostic idea where people come along saying that, yeah, Jesus is Messiah, Jesus is great, Jesus is wonderful, but you need to add something to it. And they were saying what? 
Well, you need to become a Jew first, and then you can become a believer. You need to adhere to Torah, then you can become a believer. All these different things, okay? Now, verse 22 is a little, begins with a little parenthetical statement. 21, do not handle, do not touch, do not taste, then parentheses, which all refer to things destined to perish with use. Close parentheses. So he's saying, this is referring to things that when you use, they're going to perish. Then in verse 22, he says, in accordance with the commandments and teaching of man. So he's saying, why are you submitting yourselves to the commandments and teachings of man? He gave some examples, handle, touch, and this, and there are things that are destined to perish. Why are you doing it? Why are you submitting yourself to these decrees of man, these commandments of man, and these teachings of men? Then verse 23, the last verse of the second chapter of Colossians. These are matters which have, to be sure, the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement and severe treatment of the body, but are of no value against fleshly indulgence. Oh, this is great. So he's acknowledging, Paul said, yeah, yeah, man. If you do all this stuff, you look very religious. You look very good. Yeah, you look very cool with this, yeah. This appearance of wisdom. Everybody's going to think, oh, he's so wise. Yes, he knows the ways of God because he says, do not handle, do not touch. He said, and then you have this thing of self-made religion. Another way to translate that is would-be religion. Okay, In other words, it's the thing that you have just created. It's not the true faith. It's not the true religion of the Most High God, but it looks good. He said, you have an appearance of wisdom. You have an appearance of a religion. It looks great. It looks wonderful. And self-abasement. Remember, he started off with that self-abasement idea, that whole thing of uh, making things hard, uh, a false sense of humility, okay? And it's a fake humility and severe treatment of the body. There's people that did it then. There's people that do it today. They're convinced if they uh, mistreat their body, then God is going to be more pleased with them and they'll receive greater revelation and understanding. Uh, now, there's things that God has called us to do and we are to do. Uh, fasting is that, okay? Fasting is part of it, uh, of uh, dealing with a fleshly indulgence, but it's not really a, a fleshly indulgence like this. You have to eat and drink to, to exist, okay? You got a little different kind of feel to it. This is referring to things. There was a guy... Uh, I don't remember who it was, maybe in the second or third century, somewhere along there, that felt like he would be closer to God if he sat on top of a pole. So he built this little thing on top of a pole and sat there for decades. Finally died after all the bugs and everything and, and things ate his body up. But he was convinced. No, that was just self-made religion. Now, you know, he very well may have been saved, but it was just wrong in how he applied some things. Paul is telling them this. Don't get caught up with these folks, Okay. Don't do this. Don't let them make you to submit to these things. Hold fast to the word. Hold fast to the head. Don't be defrauded of your prize. What's the prize? The prize is living the true life of freedom, okay, of holding fast to the head, of being who the Lord's called us to be. Now, you see that the ones who are defrauding use things that are actually of God. Okay? There are angels. There are divine beings. But here they're worshiping the angels. Nowhere are we told to worship the angels. As a matter of fact, we have examples in the Scripture where the angels say, no, don't worship me, worship God. See that in Revelation 19, I believe. Okay, 
And he says that these defrauders were taking their stands on visions they had seen. God gives visions, okay? They, God gives vision, but it's, he's not going to give a vision that will be in uh, conflict with his word. These visions were ones that they had inflated through their fleshly mind. They just dreamed them up, okay? The bottom line is they were not holding fast to the head, and we're told to hold fast to the head. If we have died with Christ, if we've died to those elementary principles, folks, okay, then we hold fast to him, then we will know what decrees are the Lord and what decrees are not. We won't get caught up in these things that just appear to be wisdom or self-made religion and that kind of thing. The last thing he tells me is, you know what? This whole false religion thing that they're doing, <coughs> all of this, it has no value against fleshly indulgence. In other words, it doesn't help at all with the sin of the flesh. And they're teaching this stuff as a way to deal with That's the whole point of the self-abasement, okay? The severe treatment of the body, et cetera, et cetera. And he says it doesn't do any good. They are of no value against fleshly indulgence. Well, what is a value of the fleshly indulgence? How do I control it? We'll talk more about this later. But how about this? Hold fast to the head. May we do it, folks. Hold fast to the head, which is Christ Jesus. Well, thank you so much. I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.